0: Now, get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562 314 4603 for details. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
1: All right, we're back. It's Golden Spaces. The vibes are just hella immaculate right now. Hella immaculate. Justin said an eight, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It might 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 be a nine. Like like Warriors vibes might just be an eight, but I think like Golden Spaces vibes is like a nine.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I like that.
1: You like that? All right, cool. All right, cool. So, um, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this as I remind y'all, vote for all stars, vote for all stars, triple vote day. And the only reason I hadn't voted yet is because this is why I hate that they took away Twitter as an option. Because before, when you could vote with Twitter, it didn't matter what time of day, you could just retweet. But once you go into the app and you vote, it's literally like a 24 hour period. So it's Mm. like... I think last night I didn't vote until like 10 something. Sometimes when it gets too late, I won't vote because like, I'm like, then it's going to fuck me over and I can't vote the next day. And I was hesitant because I'm like, this is a triple vote day. I don't want to miss it. So I was like, the 10 o'clock is still early enough. So I should be able to go in and vote now. So I am going to um, vote as I um, ask Justin a question because in tonight's game, (laughs) they like Warriors fans are using this game as an indictment of Purtle and everyone who has suggested that he come to the Warriors and so Justin I am just curious like and I don't even know that you think Purtle is like the number one guy they should go after because we've talked about some other people but are you all out on Purtle now
0: (laughs) he's definitely not number one that's, that's what I think people are like not acknowledging right here. Like, I think the number one type of player they should be looking to get is a like big wing forward that can play center, um, that can stretch the floor and allows you to play lineups where you can play, um, somebody that can play with Draymond, somebody that can play with Looney, somebody that can maybe stand alone as a five in a, in a lineup, somebody that can allow you to play Looney with them and Kaminga. You know, multiple non-spacers and stuff like that. So essentially, what the the role that Otto played last year. um, So guys potentially that can fill that role is like a Kuzma or something like that. You know, like just in that ballpark. So Pertle isn't that type of player, but what Pertle does, um, the team can still use, right? Defensive anchor that allows Draymond and Looney to get rest throughout the game, throughout the season. Um, rebounds, can pass well, extremely well. Finishes around the basket, I believe he's fourth in the league in field goal percentage. Um, So, no, I am not out on Perdo at all.
1: What do you say to the people who think he's too duplicative of Kevon Um,
0: That's like... (laughs) I don't want to use this analogy. That's like saying if you can have two good players, then why wouldn't you have two good players? Is what... That's that's my thing, right? For one, if you can have 20, 20 minutes of Looney and then 20 minutes of another player who's also elite defensively but allows both of them to remain fresh the entire game, then why wouldn't you want that? Um, Looney was a positive player in the playoffs last year. So if you can have even more Looney, how is that a bad thing? For one. For two, so I don't I think, think he's... the
1: argument is, for one... You may not get to keep him after this season. So it's only for like half a oh, season. I got,
0: I got another one for that too.
1: And you're, And you're giving <laughs> up, you know, the guys that you drafted. But go ahead.
0: So with that one, you look at it like this, right? If you throw in a draft pick to get him, then I can understand being apprehensive to acquire him, knowing that he potentially could just be a rental, right? When you look at the contract situation on the team now, you consider that James Wiseman's contract goes up to $12 million next year, and then Draymond's contract goes up as well. It's going to be at $26 million if he accepts his player option. Um, if he declines it and they re-sign him at a bigger price or somewhere near that, the tax bill is still going to be near the number that they said they don't want to go over, or whatever the case may be. So in a way, either James Wiseman or Draymond Green won't be here next season. Right? Or they'll keep both and pay that tax bill and pretty much fool fool everyone into thinking you no, know, they already fooled us and thinking that they weren't going to pay it, but if they end up paying it, then okay, that's a different thing that we didn't expect. Um, so somebody's not gonna be here next year. Whether it's Wiseman, Draymond, or Purtle, <laughs> one of them not gonna be here next year. Um, so the whole rental thing, it just it falls on deaf ears for me because the money situation already makes it tough for us to retain all the players that we have on the team this year. So unless you say, Hey, I don't want to throw in a pick a future first round pick or a future, whatever to San Antonio, to get a guy that's not going to be here. Then cool. I understand that, but I don't understand the whole contract situation thing. Um, yeah what's what's another point that 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 people bring up?
1: No, I mean, I think you've gotten all the points um
0: well people people have somehow convinced themselves that Pirtle's not good. That's another thing, or at least they're just <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to lie and say that he's not good to make themselves feel better about like taking the stance against acquiring him um He's top 15 this season and shots contested within six feet of the rim. And he and team and people shoot five percent worse than they usually shoot when they're shooting against him at the rim. So he's objectively a very good rim protector. Um, he rebounds the ball well. He talks on defense. He's actually very athletic, despite the narrative that people are trying to push on Twitter that he's a stiff. Um, he moves his feet extremely well. He's very mobile up and down the court. Um, all it takes is just you know a little Google search and just watch some film on him, and you'll you'll figure that out. Um, Just because he's tall and white does not mean he is slow. And, um, yeah.
1: So I think, though, you were making a really important point um, before we actually started recording. And I think it's like if he didn't look effective tonight, the Warriors are one of the few teams that have the ability to do that. So if we get him, that wouldn't be a big deal because he'd be with us and not playing against us. So other teams we'd be playing wouldn't be able to take him away.
0: For sure. Um, that's one thing. The second thing is if he's playing on the Warriors, he'll be surrounded by way more better defenders on the perimeter that can better funnel guys into him and provide pressure behind the ball handler to make their shots even tougher rather than playing on the Spurs, where all their guards suck on defense. Like all their wings suck on defense. So it's literally like of
1: like a Utah Jazz situation before, like Donovan yeah. Mitchell left with like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy, like that kind of a thing.
0: Similar, yeah. Where like those guys on the Jazz were a little bit better than these guys and Rudy's a little bit better than a lot bit better as a rim protector than Purdo is. But yeah, similar concept. If you put him on a team where there's better perimeter defenders, he's gonna look even better as a rim protector. That's why a guy like Robert Williams last year looked, you know, amazing, and he is amazing, but everybody on the perimeter on Boston's team last year could guard. So when they're, when you're getting past one of those dudes and they're still applying pressure to you and you run into a guy like Rob Williams at the, at the rim, it's hard to score against, that, against that team. So in my opinion, if you put Pertle on this team and you got Kaminga on the bench with him and you got Dante on the bench with him, funneling guys into him, it's going to be extremely hard to score against him. Right. Whereas now we're relying so much on Dre to anchor the first unit and the second unit's defense and it's just a tough ask for him to do this for a full season and the playoffs. We um, saw
1: a bench unit tonight that did not include Draymond or Lou Lu- I mean Wiggins and they performed well. And that was versus the Spurs, but they performed well.
0: Yeah, I mean I would have to see it for for an extended period of time. Um but yeah, I mean it just helps to also just have a big body. And I put a I put a poll out on Twitter want to say last week and i said how would you rather build your defense right would you rather have a team full of guys who can rotate and guard point of attack and switch and do all those things to prevent players from even getting to the rim or would you rather have an elite rim protector at the rim and you just have guys funneling them into that player and it started out a bunch of people were picking the first option to say i want the team that can rotate and and talk and switch and guard point of attack and then a bunch of other people started responding afterwards and say no i would much rather have b one because historically that has led to more high level defenses and two it's just such an easier defense to employ um over the course of a full season and i, I mean i think i agree i would ideally you want to have both right if you acquire portal you have both it's another point that i'm trying to make you have the the, the a team where it if you want to go small with Draymond at the five and you want to just prevent shots at the rim by just switching everything, you could do that. But if you want to say, all right, let's give Draymond and Looney a rest, put Perto out there. OK, just funnel them into Purdo. Right. We don't got to switch everything. We can run drop and teams just won't be able to get a layup. Right. So just being able to have options. And that's what they did in 2015 and 16. They had Bogut there. They could just funnel people into Bogut and he just stopped everything or they can go death line up and you just can't get to the rim at all. So that's just my my main thing with Perto, why he would really helped this team
1: this is why i keep justin around y'all because he's a brilliant <laughs> brilliant basketball mind You just taught me so much justin really <laughs> i'm not kind like be funny like he is i always would call him the tim legler of twitter um he's just so smart um that makes a lot of sense i really don't have anything to say back to that because it makes perfect sense to me i wasn't out on hurdle anyway um I, in general, just think we need a, a, a ninth guy and it should be someone in the front court. And that's just like my belief. Um, and I just don't think that person currently exists on the team. I understand that it was supposed to be Jim Michael. I understand that the hope was that maybe Wiseman could get there. Um, I don't think that they're going to give PBJ a real try, but the likelihood is as a rookie, he wouldn't get there either. So mm-hmm. we just don't have it on the team. Um, and yes, an eight man rotation in theory is enough for the playoffs, but Kerr usually likes it to be, I think, a minimum of nine. I mean, unless you're counting Andre as like a ninth guy, you know, but even still, that still leaves your front court like lean, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I just think we need another guy. And so, interesting decision tonight that Ty Jerome, not Ty Bowman. Ty Jerome, um, I almost actually um, tweeted the other night, like <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, Ty, Ty. Ty Jerome did not play tonight because they're trying to be mindful of his contract for like
0: mm-hmm.
1: the two way. But but they don't seem to be wanting to be mindful now. Maybe they felt like they had enough guards, so they like it's a little different. But I I was also wondering: does that mean that they don't care about using up Lamb's spot because they plan to sign him? Or yeah, I wasn't sure, but it was interesting to me.
0: I think the two way guys are like break glass in case of emergency type of deals, where it's like okay, all of our guards are back. We don't need tie to play. We'd much rather wait until guys may get injured again, or you know, a new guy gets injured and someone needs to step up or someone's sitting at back to back. And then we can play him. Whereas with lamb, we have three front court players out and PBJ just got sent back to the G league. So it's like, we need another front court player, right? We only have,
1: what did you think about that? I would have liked if PBJ came and, and, and played some minutes. Yeah. People are think- like, you don't want to stunt his development. I'm like, how is playing against actual NBA players stunning his development? Like, even if it's spot minutes, how is that not better? I don't understand.
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: But multiple people said that to me. And I'm like, am I stupid?
0: You're not. I mean, playing with, <laughs> playing with the guys you're going to be playing with in the future when you actually get called up and won't be asked to play in the G League anymore would be better for your development, right? Playing with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond and Jordan Poole and all these guys who you are going to be playing with for the next few years. Versus
1: actual NBA players.
0: against Yeah, against an actual NBA team, <laughs> getting coached by Steve Kerr. How is that stunning your development as opposed to going to the G League and playing with guys you're probably never going to play with again after this year against players that you're never going to play against? Again who you likely can
1: dominate.
0: Right. Uh
1: so, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, so, I mean, the only part of it that made sense to me was, like, okay, fine, if they felt Kaminga was coming back soon, or, like, and Michael, but, I mean, Kaminga practiced, so, and I don't think Jamichael has yet, or Wiseman, so that would lead me to believe that Kaminga's probably gonna get back sooner, but why, like, why not then just have him there until those guys come back, right? So, Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed to see that they were sending him back um, to the G League, but, you know, you know, people were telling me, oh, yeah, no, he needs development, because he's not ready to, like, do certain things, and I'm like, is he any less ready than some of the other people were putting out? Like, I just, I don't understand when people say these things, like, bro, like, are you watching the people who are, like, going out on the court now? Like, I'm just, I just—I don't get it. Develop the fucking guys we drafted, yo. Develop the mm. fucking guys we drafted. Because your plan is actually that these are going to be the guys. You don't want to go out and get vets. Like, you eventually want this to be the guys who are the supporting cast. So how do they fucking become the supporting cast if you don't play them and develop them when you have the opportunity to do it?
0: And when they've shown that they can actually be positive to neutral level contributors to a game. PBJ played well! Right. Right. Again, I don't want to bash the guy, but this is not like a Wiseman situation where he was tanking a lot of the games, right? So they had to send him back to the G League. He came back and he played better, right? This is not that case. You know, PBJ – Played well in spurts in different games, and he actually played really well in some games.
1: Moody is the, the same way. way. You're saying you're concerned about Draymond and Loon, right? right? So, and and the other guys are not there. So why not bring him?
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So whatever. I mean, <laughs> that conversation was happening. Um. You know, I don't ever fully understand the things the Warriors do. And of course, there's always that contingent of people like, why are you questioning them? They won, blah, 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 I'm like, yeah, I question everything. That's first of all. Um, and just because they won doesn't mean that everything in the process was perfect. Right. And so, um, and I like, I'm still one of those people who still don't think the Warriors have the best track record of developing, you know, so. I mean, someone tried to argue with me talking about Steve Kerr developed Steph Clay and Dre. I'm like, no, the fuck, he didn't. Those guys developed under Mark Jackson. What are we? What he are we He developed them so fast
0: to... that they won a championship in his first season there. He developed them yeah, in the very not going first to game.
1: history. I don't care how crazy <laughs> people think Mark Jackson is. We're not going to disrespect what he did and we're not going to take what he did and give that credit. I'm sorry to a white man like it's not happening like the black <laughs> coach mark jackson developed them he did right like it's fine to say kerr came in and and took things to another level but they developed under mark jackson they did i mean they just absolutely did
0: and i mean not even under just mark jackson like Stephen clay went play team usa
1: yeah and They developed
0: under that it's just you know draymond really came into the league kind of ready to play Right. Basketball. He a four-year college player at under Tom Izzo and he came into the league and all that type of stuff. But yeah, Mark Jackson definitely played a huge role in in him being able to play like find a find a role. And then obviously Steve Kerr put him in like the best possible position for him. But those guys were already ready once Steve Kerry. Ready got there. when he, he came. Just, exactly. Steve Kerr just put the pieces in place to where it all worked together and it maximized all their skill sets. But they were they were already made like you can't come into a team first year and develop them into a championship team first year.
1: And then <laughs> that the training argument, camp oh, the then, greatest then training the camp the argument, of all time. Then the argument switched to, um, and he turned players into assets like Damian Lee and Patrick McCaw. And I just was like, okay, I can't even hmm. talk to you right now. Where are most of these players now? What are they even doing? What assets did he turn them into? And even all of those players did not develop under him. They they brought up GP2. I said, GP2 was going around the league. He developed in the G League. Damian Lee was in the G League. Like, all of these players, most of them were developing in the G League. They brought up Loon. I said, yeah, Loon developed under Kerr, but it wasn't Kerr. Loon, do people remember that Loon was just away, like, for extended period signs of the G league. He wasn't even like with the team. Right. So it's He's like, you know, again, cause I know people think that I just like, don't like him also, to bash him, but he does not have a track record of actually developing players.
0: They quite literally revamped their entire development staff. Like, exactly. Two years ago, last year, because of, because of this.
1: <laughs> and there was a whole like, well, his job is to get the team to win. Sure. But he's the coach and it's also the coach's job to develop players. Right. And, you know, some people like he didn't come on for that job. I said, well, like, I don't see how a coach cannot come on like at all with the idea of never developing a player like that's just a part of their responsibility. But even if you want to say that, they develop players that they drafted players that need to be developed. So at some point it became his job. So, you know, it is what it is, right? Like we cannot agree with the two timeline things, but the fact is that it is happening and that's what you've committed to. And so why are you not fucking developing the players that we've drafted? I don't mm-hmm. understand. I just, I think they would benefit more from being here than being away at the G league, you know? And so when they can get minutes to play. And so I, I do disagree with that, unless they are not helping the team, like you said. And I think there's only one player who falls under that. Um, though I will give him some credit and say he did, you know, look a little better in the last couple of games he played. I think people are trying to take that a little overboard though. I don't think he looked that good that I'm convinced <laughs> that, was, that he's going to help us for the playoffs.
0: Yeah. You knew that was gonna happen though.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> by the way, people were having um a meltdown the other night because the Warriors fell out of sixth place. Oh, no, God forbid, when the standings are one game apart. So the Warriors <laughs> right now are currently in seventh because the Phoenix Suns lost. And um they have a chance potentially to move up to sixth tonight. I don't know. Yeah, How's that going? How's that game going? It's right now, 61-62. The
0: Clippers
1: are up. Mm-hmm. So, Jokic isn't playing tonight, and the game is in L.A. So, I don't know if I trust Denver enough to pull that out. But um, if they do, the Warriors go to sixth. And if they don't, they're in seventh. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, like, people were just, like, very hung up on, like, they lost a really big chance. Like, you know, they were at sixth, and they could I'm like, I don't think that opportunity's gone from them, guys. Um, so I I didn't understand all the talk, but they're already back at seventh with a chance to move to sixth tonight. So we'll see what happens there. But that that's that's where the standings are. Um, and then Draymond was talking. He was talking a lot. So I thought I'm I'm only bringing that up because you mentioned that like somebody may not be here next year, and Draymond boldly told Taylor Brooks in an interview that like. The writing looks like it's on the wall in terms of him maybe not being a warrior. um there were a lot of there were some clips put on social of his interview with Taylor Rooks. I did not see anything beyond those clips, and I don't have any desire to listen to the interview, but I've heard that some parts of the interview were worse than <laughs> what was even put on Twitter, like that he was kind of like. Not like kind of like this is what led to the argument and kind of like what was said and like still that how he apologizes but then doesn't want to really take like full ownership right so mm. look bleacher report and taylor i'm sure decided what they wanted to promote and put on the 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 you know for the public to see anybody can go and watch and listen to the full thing again i don't have a desire to um I think it's ironic that draymond called katie a bitch and the reason that blow-up happened was apparently because of like they were just tired of like katie letting all the stuff linger right about his decision and like now you're out here talking to the media and kind of creating the same kind of fucking nonsense like like why like you don't have to do interviews and talk about jordan by the way it's not like you can just decline to talk about that. Um, and you also don't have to talk about, like, what's gonna happen with you. You can just continue to say, like, I'm focused on this season and we'll see what happens. Like, ideally, I would love to be a warrior for life. Like, you said that, but you also said, oh, the writing's on the wall. Like, I just don't see why, because, and by the way, people, the writing's on the wall still doesn't mean that Dre won't be here next year. He has right. an opt-in. And like, to me, I think that he, he, he's gonna opt-in. Um, because I just, I don't see a team that's going to pay Dre that he'll want to go to. Right. So like, there might be a team that wants to pay him, but like Dre is not trying to go to a bottom feeder (laughs) that has like no chance of making the playoffs and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, I just think you at a minimum will probably still have one more year of Dre. So like, I don't even think it's as immediate as he made it sound. So it's like, even if he does somehow end up not being a warrior. I still think there's probably like another year of on like of Dre. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. So that, mm-hmm. that's kind of my thoughts on that. But I wish he would just not talk about stuff like that in interviews. And again, he's free to talk about whatever he wants, but it's just sort of ironic that that was sort of the issue with Katie. And like, now you're doing the same thing.
0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah. Yeah, I think all signs are pointed to him still being here. I mean, for the for the near future, I just think the money involved, like teams are just not going to want to take on that contract. I think he ultimately like he really wants to stay in Golden State just because of, you know, outside of all the legacy stuff and his relationship with the guys, I think it's just best for his brand to stay with the with the Warriors. Clutch probably wants him to stay with the Warriors for that reason as well. Um, So I think for real, for real, like overall, it's just him trying to send a message to the front office, kind of like the Jimmy Butler thing where it's like, bro, y'all really need me. I understand how the business aspect can make it seem like y'all, you know, y'all have an opportunity to, to let me walk based on the business, right? You got these young guys like that y'all are trying to pay, you know, trying to keep, but ultimately I, I should be here. Um I think that he's just trying to send that message, but I just can't see him being like, yeah, I'm going to just leave. I'm going to just leave Golden State. I'm going to just leave Stephen Clay. And I'm going to just leave all
1: that money on the table for next yeah, year.
0: I'm going to just leave all that money, and I'm going to leave the, ch- the chance to continue to play with the guys I've been playing with for a decade, and we have the best team, and all like all these things. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, like, look, the Warriors, Like, we already know how they get down. They did it with Looney. They did it with – and I get it. That those None of those guys are Draymond. But they're ultimately going to let the market dictate your salary, you know, unless like, especially if you're coming, and we already know how clutch negotiates, if you're coming with a number that they don't want to pay, they're going to let the market set your salary, you know, and then they'll decide like, if they want to meet it. And so it's like, that's what it's going to come down to. They're not just going to come out and offer you like some big max or whatever, whatever. I don't know what he's seeking, but They're going to let the market dictate his salary.
0: As they probably should.
1: So. And we'll see. Because I'm just not convinced of what the market will pay him. And I don't know if he wants to be in a rude awakening for that either.
0: (laughs) I think he's smart. He knows. Do tell me. I think he knows. But he also. Like Andre did this the same way. Where it's like. I'll leave. You don't, you know. It's like keep playing. I'll leave. It's like, bro, you're not going nowhere. At the end of the day, like you know, you're not going to get more money elsewhere. He, he has to know. I think he's too smart to not. I mean, I think, and I think, clutch. You know, for all the things that go along with them, they know as well. So,
1: we will I'd be end. surprised
0: if he's no longer. I'd be surprised. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: One other thing I want to point out just very quickly, because people have been like, oh, like what team have you seen to this point have this kind of record and still go on to win the championship? As though Boston getting there last year, even though they didn't win, getting to the finals is not recent enough to know that like, just because your record is kind of like this at the midway point, that it's an impossibility of you, you know, excelling. Um, We've talked about this already on this podcast in that, like yeah traditionally if you're a 500 team you're probably not going anywhere at this point but we have to always look at the circumstances of why that team was like a 500 team like if this team was intact all season and they had a 500 record to now I think we would be looking at them differently you've lost your best two players for a chunk of the season you know um we know in the beginning although I don't know why people like can't wrap this around this head They were trying to develop their young talent. It didn't work out. They were leaning very hard into that, and that was hurting them. So they stopped leaning into that. Things start to turn around. Their guys got hurt. So I feel like this is like now the third version of the Warriors that we're seeing for the season, right? Like, to me, this is, like, the third iteration. And then the fourth and final iteration will be, like, when we truly have everyone back healthy, meaning, like, Kaminga's in there. Because I think Kaminga's a really important piece, right? Um. So, like, the first iteration is, like, what they were trying to do at the beginning of the year. Then it was, like, after that road trip, they sent Wiseman down. And then there was, like, that second iteration of, like, the dubs, right? Actually, I would say this is the fourth iteration. Then you had the third iteration, which was without Wigs and without Steph and, and that version of the team that played. And now we're on to, like, the fourth one. And so, like... I, I just wish people would stop harping so much on, on these things. But I also want to remind people that we did actually get to the 20 wins before we got to the 20 losses. Cause if you want to look at markers that did happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and we as a Warriors fan base knows better than anyone that just because something hasn't happened yet does not mean Doesn't it mean will it not can't. happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Just like there were no teams to ever blow a three-one lead in the finals.
1: You didn't have to say it, Justin. We could have I'm just, just left saying. it at the innuendo because we all knew what you were talking wasn't about. Wasn't
0: there? Wasn't there something last year that like? It was like no team has won the championship doing something last year that the Warriors did, and then they ended up winning the championship. I forgot what it was. It was And like there's they beat the also, odds like,
1: or how, like, in the last however many years, it's always been the top 10 offense and defense, but the Warriors did win the finals going in that year being a, a number 11 defense, you know? So yeah. things, you know.
0: It don't happen until it happens. So you could say, you know. Oh, historically, this has to happen, or this has happened in the past, and only the champions have done this. Okay, we'll see. When the champion, whoever the champion is this year, however many categories they fill in, they fill in. But it hasn't happened yet. So we're
1: going to see. And what we do know, what we do know is that no team wants to see the healthy Warriors. So, no, like, we're not even, like, Memphis could lie and say, oh, yeah, they don't care. They care. They care.
0: Oh, yeah. They definitely care.
1: So, Nobody wants to
0: see the Warriors with Purtle, man. I'm joking. I'm, j-
1: <laughs> what, I'm joking. Your takeaway from that conversation should just be that Justin and I both feel that they need another person. And we hope they go after it, you know, somehow, some way. Um, yeah. But.
0: There's a there's plenty of guys that would be great. People just decided to take a very weird stance specifically against Purtle. So I had to, like... <laughs> kind of set the record straight on that but there's other guys that i would love to have even if we don't get pro i'm just saying that (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right this longer extended edition of golden spaces but you know what when the vibes are good you get more content so i thought this is a great healthy discussion and we appreciate you guys tuning in with us for this long um we will be back we will be back Um, But for now, this is it. So thanks for tuning in. You know what to do. Subscribe, follow, share, rate, review, all of that stuff. Um, And on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Golden Spaces Pod. Until next time, guys, take care.